A man we'll call Brother Sam trains gospel workers in the Middle East, where they face fierce opposition. The advice that he gives to them could apply to every believer in Christ, no matter the circumstance. You have to be bold because you speak about great God, great Savior. And even when we have challenge from the government or anything, we have to share our faith, not hiding ourselves. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We are in our studio today with a brother from the Middle East, and as we often do, we're going to use just one name and not give a lot of identifying details about him. He is serving in a, in a hostile place, in a risky environment, and we want to protect his security as much as possible. Brother Sam is a gospel worker in the Middle East. Brother Sam, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you for having me. Give me a little picture of what's going on in the Middle East right now, especially as it relates to refugees, because I know as we think about the countries surrounding Syria and Iraq, I think of Lebanon and Jordan and Turkey, there are refugees spreading out from that region. What, what are their needs and how are you helping to minister to refugees? As you know, in Syria, have 12 million Syrian refugees over most of them in Middle East right now. So they really have destroyed life. They really have big trauma. So they need a lot of things. And this is why we are standing there to be voice of the Lord and give them back what they have question about and give them back what they need as well, to be heart of the Lord as well. So they need uh, homes with privacy. They didn't have a privacy. And also they need work because they not allowed to work in several places. And also they need maybe long standing, you know, long term standing to create for them chances to have jobs. So we see big needs uh, around and uh, the refugees before they have a stable life like us. But uh, they start to be refugees, not by option. They start to be refugees because the issue, the war. In Iraq, because they faith, they start to be refugees in one night, in six hours at least. 2,500 Iraqi refugees start to be refugees and lives in the, in the nothing because they faith. So we see big, big needs. They need for uh, medication and education and physication as well. And the spiritual needs, this is also the, the biggest needs for them. And let's talk a little bit about that, because some of the refugees are Christian background people. They were persecuted. Their homes were marked because they're Christians. But some of them are Muslims as well that have been displaced by ISIS, displaced by some of the other groups particularly the Muslim refugees, how do they respond when you come and people that you're working with come, you're Christians. You say, hey, we're Christians, we're here to help you. 
How do the Muslim refugees respond to that? Muslim people, they come to the churches because they need lots of helps, and they comparing the churches with other organizations. They find out the churches is more organized, and also they give with love, at least pure unconditional love. Other organizations, they give with conditions. They have attention uh, to the churches and comparing between the churches and other people they give. And this why they tell each other and they love to get any help from the churches. Yeah, I know some of our other workers have come back from the Middle East and they've shared that, that some of the Muslim refugees will say, we went to the mosque and they didn't help us at all. We went to the church and they helped us. So, you know, obviously there's a difference there. Is that an opportunity to share the gospel? Are, are Muslims being reached with the gospel simply through acts of, of help and compassion? Sure. This is why we not give them anything from the church, but they come to register in the church in our issue, in our situation. We go to cross the culture. We go to bring supplies, we, we, to give help with dignity and uh, honor them, holding the things for them and blessing them and pray for them in the name of Jesus. And not a single one. We serve more than 13,000 families, more than four times, five times. We visit them. Not any single family said, no, no, not to pray for in the name of Jesus. All of them accept the prayer. And from there, we come to them and give them survey to fill it. And we observe in the survey if they are open the gospel or not, because some miracles happened, because God answered the prayers. Some of them, they pray for the husband. They didn't listen about them since the, the war start, till maybe one year, two years when we pray. Next day, they call us. They said, yeah, God answer your prayer. <laughs> and some of them, they really have sickness. We pray for them, God healing them. Even we see miracles we never ever see before. We see it when we go outside the church. And every time we go to visit these refugees, we find out God waiting for us in the homes. And also when we pray, we see how God answers the prayer. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Sam. He is a gospel worker from the Middle East. And we're talking about outreach ministry to refugees Sam, how is Voice of the Martyrs helping you in the work that you're doing? Voice of the Martyrs, they are great partners. They really come and see the needs, and uh, they stand up with my vision, and uh, they filled for the education, medication, and also for the workers. They go calling, and also for uh, when we gathering uh, the leaders in the country, Together, they help with this to broad the vision and seeking unity and encourage each other and uh, facing the challenge for the future. So they help us so much in our needs and in our vision. And this is the big difference between Voice of the Martyrs and other other groups. They come and they have visions, but Voice of the Martyrs, they come and fill the vision. And this is a big difference. And we see God walk through this partnership because God gave us the, the vision and God provided through Voice of the Martyrs. That is such an, an encouragement to hear. And I think that is true of Voice of the Martyrs ministry around the world. We don't come into a country uh, with sort of a, a menu of what we could do or might do. We come alongside local believers and say, what are you doing and how can we equip you? How can we help you to accomplish that in a greater way? 
what happens among the refugees, particularly I'm thinking of Muslims who come to faith in Christ, what's the punishment for that or, or what's the price they have to pay to leave Islam behind and follow Jesus? In our perspective, we go to their homes and gathering the family. We not invite one single man to come to our culture in the church. We go to their communities, to their families, because we believe in Luke chapter 10, when Jesus sent his disciples to all villages and uh, cities, and he never ever invite the people to come to him and he start make a church. No, he sent his disciple to the field and asked them to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send the workers and the workers, they bring the harvest and send the man of peace. We go and uh, uh, literally apply what Jesus said in Luke chapter 10. And we see how those people respond. So God make miracles, as I mentioned. Some of them, they not able to walk by prayer. We see that's happened in front of our eyes. They start to be walking. And from there, we start home churches. And uh, two families come together because they want to learn more about Jesus. And really, they respond 100%. They give their life to Jesus. And even they leaving the Middle East and come to Europe, but we follow up with them even outside the Middle East. And right now, they attend to, to the Christian community. It seems like one of the ways that God is reaching Muslims is simply through answered prayer. Like you talked about people being healed, people getting a job, people just as you pray for them in the name of Jesus, and then they see Jesus answering that prayer, of course they want to follow him. He's, he's the God who actually answers prayer. What does that do for your faith when you are in those situations and you just see God do miraculous things? How does that affect you personally as you are following Christ? That's encouraged us so much. Without this encouragement, we have a lot of pressure in Middle East. We have a lot of challenges in Middle East. And we listen horrible stories in Middle East. If we didn't see the hand of God and the power of God there, we will be discouraging. But this is make us walk faithfully and waiting in front of Him and believe in Him and be His voice among darkness. This situation is so horrible there. It's so damaged. So we have to be his voice and his heart and his hands as well to give hope for, for hopeless people. What is this doing to the churches in the Middle East as they see God use the church and they do this outreach and are involved in ministry? Is it changing, is it changing the church? Is it changing the way they function? Change the church so much. The, the issue with the refugees, Muslim people, change the mentality of the church. Before, the church afraid and church is angry from the people around because they are minority. Churches and Christian and Middle East is very, very few. So they feel afraid and they, they didn't want to be involved in the community. But after the crisis, God makes it even over the world, not just in Middle East. And people right now, they have attention for Muslim people because they see them, they are needy. And Muslim people as well, they change. We are as a churches right now, we see how it's easy way to go and building bridges between Christian and Muslim. And also we see Muslim, they are open more than before. 
And this is prepare the field, I believe, for revival. And the revival will start in Middle East, come back. Before 2000 years, start in Middle East and come back again in Middle East. Amen. Amen. Can you share some some specific stories of things God has done, maybe answered prayers or people who have come to faith? Just give us a little picture of, of what it's like on the ground and what God is doing. One guy has come to the church, and uh, he said, you right in the church, I am the light for the world. He said, I want this light. And the guy, he's met him. This is an evening, you know, time. And he said, uh, yeah, you know what is light is? The light is Jesus. He said, I didn't uh, understand you, but I, I mean about uh, the light and darkness. My situation is darkness. I want somebody to help from all the day, not anyone able to help. Come and see my situation. So the guy from the church, he goes with him. And uh, he see this family, they struggling. They holding one, one man. He is not able to move three days walking and they miss the way in the desert. And since they arrive, they uh, find a small apartment or small room under the ground. And uh, this room is moldy and is not healthy. Uh-huh. And seven people, one of them in the ground, he's beat it by the, uh, by the army and he's uh, like not able to move. So the guy from the church, he said, now we have system and we uh, close the, the storage, but maybe tomorrow. But let me pray for you. He prayed for them. And after he left, they called him back. They said, when you left, something happened in, in, in the leg of this guy, like fire in his leg. And uh, the guy from the church, he called me. He said, something happened. You have to come with me to visit this family. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really come and uh, met this guy in the ground. I see the situation. The guy in the ground, he's uh, have big hair, big beard. And he's when you look at him, look like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> So when I met him, I said, what you work back uh, in Syria? He said, I work as a mechanic. And God, God gave me illustration. I asked him, okay, if one car have accident, uh, broken, the, the car is broken, what you do for it? Or what the people pick to do for it? They sent it back to you to fix the motor or they send it to body shop uh, uh, to fix the body? He said, no, they bring it to me. I fixed the motor and later I sent it to the body shop. So I tell him exactly this is the picture God wants to make it for you. He wants to fix your heart and later he will fix your body. Are you believe in Jesus? He can do that. He said, I believe. I, I said, are you serious? He said, I'm serious. And his brother said, I'm serious too. So I pray for them and left. But after a few days, his brother come to the church to say thank you. And he said, please keep brave for my brother. And I asked in the same moment the church to stand up brave for this uh, uh, guy. In the same moment, the church pray. His brother called him. He said, I feel the fire in the other leg right wow. now. So this guy, by the time, three, three months, God healing him, 90%. He, he can walk. And if you see the report, he's never ever will God chance to walk, but God healing him totally by Jesus wow. Christ's name. So we see this miracle. And after this, two families, they come to Christ and they study Bible in their home. And right now, those people, they go outside Middle East and they keep their faith in Jesus Christ. Wow. What a cool story. Fix the engine first and then fix the body. Uh, fix the heart first and then fix the body. Boy, what a great way of, of reaching out and, and 
seeing what God is doing. And I know that's one story, but there's many like that. that sure. That's another day in your life, another day in your ministry, you see another miracle from God. Sure. What about your work and the challenges that you face? I know one of the challenges just from just recently being in that part of the world is just the overwhelming need of the people. And there are so many refugees and there's so much need. How do you handle that knowing that you could work 24 hours a day and you still wouldn't meet all the need. How do you how do you deal with that? I believe this big challenge because the need is big and the churches start to be like relief organizations sometimes. So we have to be careful and come back to be a church again and focus on the spiritual ad, not just relief ad. And we have also to give attention for all majority, not just refugees, because the country around us, they watching the churches. Yes, they are active, they are busy, but at the same time, we have to make balance for refugees and also our local people. But even in your own personal life, how do you, how do you recharge your batteries to go and do it again and again and again each day, just knowing that there's so much need? Yeah, because we come uh, every single day with our workers and listen a great story. Sometimes we have challenges, but we pray for challenges and God also answer the prayer. This gives us to be faithful for the Lord, understanding strong among these storms, because this biggest storms. And also when we see how God walk with us, that always encourage us. And when we see brothers and sisters over the world, come and encourage us. And they said, we are stand up with you. We are brave for you. So this is really keep us faithful and keep us stand up strongly there. One of the things that we often talk about here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio is about outreach to Muslims. And you've shared about going to meet with Muslims and just meeting with them and praying for their needs and helping them. How can we as Americans who maybe have a Muslim co-worker or a Muslim neighbor, how can we reach out to them if we're not an expert on Islam or if we don't know anything about the Quran? How can we reach out to our Muslim friends? Thank you for this question. This is very important because I travel around and I see churches in, in America especially. They are afraid and they are angry. They are not able to share because when we are afraid and angry, we want to hiding ourselves and ignore. But I believe if we go outside our comfort zone and see what God wants us to do, we will find a lot of opportunities. The opportunities around us everywhere, not just in Middle East, not just in America, everywhere. And I believe if we able to apply what Jesus said, the problem is sometimes as a believers, as a Christian, we, we think Jesus gives us suggestions. Not give us. <laughs> Jesus did not make suggestions. He actually told us what to do. And we have to obey. We mm-hmm. have to submit ourselves for his calling, for his word. And since we do this, as he said, love God from all your heart and love your neighbor like you love yourself. We have to apply what Jesus said. And also, who's our neighbor? When the Pharisees ask Jesus, who's our neighbor? Because they went to hiding themselves. Who's our neighbor? I believe our neighbor, as Jesus said, anyone needs us, even not just refugees. Muslim people in the communities, they are around everywhere. You can find one building filled of Muslim people. 
cross the culture, go there, drink coffee with them, because they are gathering without uh, appointment. They're gathering every, way, every day. Seven days a week, they're gathering. Not like American, maybe twice they're hanging out with other families, but... Uh, People in Middle East, Muslim people, they are so relational. They're close to each other. If you go there and, you know, be voice of the Lord and pray for them, sharing gospel with them and make a strategy, bring with you teams and reach those places and you will have great, great opportunity to see how God move in these places and you will see the reaction. You will see also the blessing. As I mentioned, every day we pray, when we go outside the church, outside the comfort zone, we will find, we, we find uh, God waiting for us in the homes. So when we go, when we obey, when we uh, reach those people, we'll see miracles, we'll see God move with us. As he said, I will be with you all the days. When, you, when we go, we will discover the presence of Jesus so amazing with us. And he able to make miracles and he able to show himself for the community through the church, through his disciple. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Sam. He is a gospel worker in the Middle East. Uh, Brother Sam, do you worry about your safety as a, as a gospel worker in a Muslim culture, in a Muslim context? Do people threaten you? Are, are you in danger? For sure, we, we have challenges. We got a lot of persecution since I born till now. But the persecution is part in the gospel. It's, the persecution make us stronger, not make us weakness. And persecution make us bold and make us share gospel more. And every time have persecution, we see revival. So when we have challenges like persecution issue, me or my team, we believe God will make miracles and make big difference. So we are in the middle of persecution, but in the same time, we see the Lord Jesus stand up with us. So when you see persecution increasing, your anticipation is God must be about to do something big. Sure, sure. This is a healthy environment for the Lord to walk through persecution. Wow. That is not a mindset that very many American Christians have. Wow. How do you prepare, and, and maybe not just yourself, but like your workers that are working under you, how do you prepare them to face that persecution and not to be defeated by it? We tell them, you have to be bold because you speak about a great God, great Savior. And even when we have challenge from you know the government or anything, we have to share our faith, not uh, hiding ourselves. What we have to say, what we believe, not be liar. We have to also go to the street. We put our soul in our hands. Even if we have persecution till die, we have to be his witnesses. And we encourage them, be bold. They see example. We, are, we have to be strong and bold. And uh, they are inspired by this. And they, they go to the very hard places. They go in very hard, terrible places, like places you think in your community you're not able to go through. We go to the same kind of places and we cross this cultural and we see God waiting for us there. So we encourage ourselves to challenge ourselves, be bold and see what God wants us to do. And when we go there, we see big encouragement. One of the things that, that we try to do here is to equip our listeners to pray uh, how can we pray specifically for your work 
and the things that you're doing in the Middle East? Pray for more worker because uh, always the harvest is huge and the worker is few. Pray for more worker. Pray for the churches to be doing what God called them to do, not just focus on relief, but focus on church planting and focus on visiting, not gathering people in the church, but go visiting across the culture and honor people, not make it with condition. So big prayer for more workers, faithful workers. They can give their life for Jesus Christ in the Middle East to see revival. Amen. We pray for revival. Brother Sam, is there a particular scripture passage that really encourages your work or, or that you draw strength from in particular in the last few months as you're working with refugees? Yeah. Nehemiah, uh, chapter 2, when, when said— Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Yeah. Okay. When he said, we will building the kingdom and God, he give us strength. We are his worker. He give us the strength to build his, his kingdom. I want to encourage our listeners to pray for Brother Sam and his workers in the Middle East. They are doing an amazing work reaching out to refugees, reaching out to others as well. And as he shared, I hope you've been encouraged by what God is doing. Just the amazing things, even, even miracles, people being healed, to bring people into God's kingdom. But it is dangerous work. There, there are threats. There is danger. So I encourage you to pray for Brother Sam and to pray for the work that he's doing in the Middle East. Brother Sam, thank you for sharing with us this week here on VOM Radio. And I know our listeners uh, have been challenged, and I know that many people are going to pray for your work. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio with our guest, Brother Sam, a gospel worker from the Middle East. Before we wrap up today, we received an encouraging phone call from a listener who appreciates what she's hearing every week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I wanted to share her call with you. Hello. I just wanted to call and say how much I enjoy the program and feeling like um, I'm finding out behind the scenes from what I see on the nightly news. It's just a very encouraging program. I especially enjoyed hearing Mariam and Marzia from Iran and uh, got their book Captive in Iran, and I've been buying extra copies and sharing it with friends. I've just been very encouraged by their story. Keep up the good work. I just I really enjoy it. Thanks a lot. To hear the program that she mentioned with Mariam and Marzia from Iran, and all the episodes of Voice of the Martyrs Radio, visit vomradio.net. You can listen to every episode online and subscribe to the podcast for free. That way you won't miss any episodes of VOM Radio. Again, that website is vomradio.net. Another thing you can do while you're at vomradio.net, and I hope you will do, is take a moment to sign up for Voice of the Martyrs' free monthly newsletter. If you just go to the top of the page and click on that link that says Newsletter Sign Up, give us your name and your mailing address, and we will send you every month, free of charge, a newsletter that contains the stories of our persecuted family from around the world. You know, this is a tool that you can use to help you pray for persecuted Christians. Uh, instead of praying, God bless persecuted Christians, 
you'll have names and faces and countries and stories that you can pray specifically for specific people who are serving the Lord in these hostile parts of the planet. Again, come to VOMRadio.net, click on that link that says newsletter sign up, give us your name and address. We'd love to send you the Voice of the Martyrs newsletter each month to help you pray effectively for our family around the world. Next week here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, we're going to hear from an American woman who has a passion for telling Muslim women about Jesus. Please join us right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.